Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, PodMN. PodMN, yes, it's Minnesota Podcasts. Apparently, it's been there for a little while, ever since the app existed. I guess all Minnesota Podcasts are on there. So go to the sports section, basically. Click on sports. If you happen to download it, you want to support all the Minnesota podcasts, simply go there. Sports, apparently it just shows up pretty quickly. Otherwise, yeah, look up Minnesota Vikings or Purple Mafia or Brave the Wild or Timberwolves Explosion, whatever you want to do there, and you'll get any one of my podcasts on PodMN. So that's another one. Apparently you get rewarded for listening. So that's something to want to plug, I guess. Why not? <laughs> get stuff, get, get you to listen to it on there. Um I mentioned iHeartRadio, there's Spotify, and of course TuneIn Radio, all those work nicely in PodMN, hey, it's a pretty nice interface too, so that, that's an interesting new one that's apparently been around a little while, and I guess I was already there, so nice, thank you PodMN for uh, sucking me on board there, and I mean in a good way, when I say bringing me on board, just, whoosh, you know, bringing, bringing the Minnesota podcast, nice to know I count as a Minnesota podcast, that's very nice to know, I, I'm honored to to know that. So with that said, Minnesota Vikings, this show is basically going to be strictly about free agency. We'll maybe look at some mock drafts, kind of this and that. The next show will be completely about the draft. So that's the whole idea. Going to get the free agency conversation and of course anything new that bleeds out from uh, the end of this show into the next show, free agency wise, will be talked about as well. Any other trade or significant move. Apparently Anthony Harris has not been moved yet. (laughs) He was given the franchise tag. So I'm going to basically try to have this a one shot deal where it's just going to be we're going to go a little differently this time around a, a lot of times in these off-season shows i do two segments where i say i do my conversation and then i get to you and fan interaction i keep debating back and forth with it but i think i'm going to go with one shot on this one like just one segment and i'm going to kind of talk about it and get to your reactions kind of all in one if that's humanly possible because things just to a lot of things happened this year and it's kind of like why not just include you with it right away here and there. So the Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. The Twitter account is at Purple Mafia Show. We'll see if there's any type of uh, interactions on there. There probably are a few. In fact, I know for sure I heard from Tanae Brown, which is awesome, upon the release of the last show with the exciting, uh, <laughs> with his uh, inclusion into the uh, 2020 Hall of Fame class for Purple Mafia. And, uh, very, very, very well deserving, without a doubt. If I could scroll downward a bit, at Purple Mafia Show. Of course, the Twitter account scrolling down and all the fun that is created there. Because you get just a bunch of notifications that just kind of pop up. That's interesting. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, boy, it just keeps going down and going down and going down. It wasn't that long ago, was it? There he is. There's Tanae Brown. Yep, there. That is an awesome image. We'll get to that in about 10 seconds here. Or so, I want to thank Malcolm McSween out of California and Tanae Brown for retweeting the most recent episode, State of the Vikings, Purple Mafia, episode 315, State of the Vikings 2020. Thank you guys so much for retweeting. Let's see if there's any others, but nope, I don't think anyone else retweeted. Can't thank you guys enough for doing that. And we'll get into the news and all that. Tanae Brown says, again, at Tanae Wilson Bro, is how he says it on Feb 25th there. Because the show has been about three weeks a month now already. So yeah, I better get moving. Uh, I had to wait for free agency and finally a break from all this you-know-what talk. I don't even want to say the word. Okay, coronavirus. So the first time you heard me say coronavirus and Purple Mafia. All this endless coronavirus talk and you can't get this, you can't get that. Looks like things are improving a little bit. 
certain things aren't this and that. You can get paper towels. Kleenex is real easy to get. Paper towels are getting a little bit easier to get, at least here in Minnesota and the Twin Cities a little bit. And uh, the other thing, it's called toilet paper, still pretty much like finding an NES classic back in 2016. It's kind of like that. But when you do, it's like, yes, that type of thing, even though it's the silliest thing ever. But um, that's how it goes. So let's get to what Tanae had to say and get that. I got that conversation out of the way for now. NFL does continue free agency. They will continue the draft just with nobody in the building other than the essential people, the players. And I believe some of the management and maybe family members, this and that. But it's going to be empty, basically. Most of a studio type of thing. I don't even think there'll be family members. Maybe with the, the player, this and that. Who knows? We'll just get to that when it matters. Tanae Brown says, Started my day out listening to Purple Mafia Show. The smile on my face is thanks to Joey inducting me into the Hall of Fame for the show. Really appreciate it, mate. Thanks for the years of entertainment and friendship. Sorry, I'm not the most active member, but I'm always listening, mate. And thank you very much. And that's one of the reasons, you know, and what a great guy. You get to see what a genuine person he is when you look at the smile there. And a hard-working son of a gun, too. Uh, you can, obviously, you can, you can tell he's got that hard hat on. And, you know, for him to take the time to do that, it's just, you know, what, what an amazing person. Out of, again, out of New Zealand. Uh, Vince Germano, an Australian, likes to call them Kiwis. Because I guess <laughs> they like to tease about that. They tease each other about that. Uh, about this and that. Uh, Australians this and New Zealanders that. Uh, just amazing people. I can't thank you enough today. Um, a lot of times he, he, he conversates on uh, Timberwolves Explosion. That's my other podcast. Of course, Brave the Wild is the hockey one. Just throw that out of the way. But uh, Timberwolves Explosion, a lot of times he talks Timberwolves basketball, this and that. Definitely a, a major basketball fan, but of course keeps up with the Vikings very much as well. And I just I just can't thank you enough. And what an amazing person tonight really is. I uh, met him on, I believe it was Facebook first or was it Twitter first? That one, maybe you can catch, catch me up on that one uh, today. But uh, 2013, if I remember correctly. Uh, just, you know, what an amazing guy. And can't thank you enough again for the friendship and always listening. I had an opportunity to meet him and I couldn't get out of work a couple of years ago. Very short notice. I should have just said, screw it. I'm going anyway. You know, like I'm uh, <laughs> not feeling my best. Of course, I wouldn't want to joke about that now. I'd be locked down for 14 days or something. But uh, back then I wouldn't have been. But about a year and a half ago now, I should have done that. But yeah, I should have. Sal Salty Scotty Brooks, Salty Scott Brooks followed and says, that chest hair is definitely HOF worthy. Oh, yeah, and I followed him back. That's funny. <laughs> Salty Scott Brooks. <laughs> I love those. I love those Twitter accounts. That's funny. Must be another Aussie or New Zealander there. Oh, I like that one. Um, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, Levi Brown, his, uh, today's older brother. Maybe it's a burner account from him or something. I was telling him he's an amazing person tonight. Can't thank you enough for your friendship as well and how much fun we've had discussing these teams for so long already. Now, hopefully they'll find a way to win it all, basically, is what I was saying. I think that's it for Twitter, other than just kind of people liking this and liking that, which is greatly appreciated, of course. Uh, yep, Sam Gupta has been busy, apparently. He just tweeted for the first time in a while. But was talking to other people. Hope we hear from him. He's a Purple Mafia Hall of Famer from California. Uh... A lot of stuff is a little bit of basketball and hockey mixed in. Mostly just other people's tweets just kind of saying, hey, you know, this person tweeted, you must uh, really want to see what they have to say. And some, sometimes they do. Obviously, Janae's one of them. Can't thank you enough. And, of course, uh, Anthony Harris. 
who was recently uh, it was recently given the franchise tag. <laughs> Sorry, distracted. Some noise kind of popping up in my background here. This apartment has got some work to do. They really do. Uh, soundproof is uh, unacceptable around here. Let's just leave that as is. You could literally hear a pin drop, you know, in another room. It's getting ridiculous around here, but I'll leave that rant where it is. So definitely a free agency show. So now as we gradually try to get caught up with the news and such, I'll quickly go to the, the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show, and I will give MN Vikings Haven also a shout out and such. Thank you guys. Uh, Trevor Rickerin, a bit north of here in Minnesota, kind enough to create that page and allow me to post... Uh, links to Purple Mafia on that page. Thank you enough. Can't thank you enough. Uh, In-game threads, Vikings conversation and such, always on there. There was no interaction this time with the, uh, you know, the typical post where they say the show is out and blah blah blah. Check it out there. Pod MN is going to be included on the list now. Yeah, because that's that's cool. Good, good to know. Got to support them if, if they're offering that. That's kind of cool. Um, so no interaction with that. But now we talk about, again, okay, the Vikings released. This is when free agency started and all this. This was right after, basically, all this corona crap got rolling about a week and a half ago. And, you know, NHL season postponed, NBA season postponed slightly before that, like the day before, basically, when uh, Rudy Gobert uh, basically was sad. They were uh, was diagnosed with a coronavirus. And then almost immediately after that, Donovan Mitchell, his, his teammate, the next day was... Uh, diagnosed with it because Rudy Gobert was basically touching everything and making fun of it because he didn't realize he actually had it. He thought he was just, he just had a sniffle or something. I don't really want the sniffles either, Rudy, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm not one of those psychotic germ freaks that has to wear a mask every day at work. I can't look at that. I just can't look at that. Ah, come on. I don't know. I, there, there's certain levels with me. You know, I, I respect the wash your hands and use common sense. And then there's the other side, which I just i just rather look the other direction. You know, just not even make eye contact. I can't deal with that. So I'm going to leave that alone. <clears throat> but the Minnesota Vikings released... Sorry for being so opinionated on something that's not related to the Vikings. Minnesota Vikings released three-time pro bowler Xavier Rhodes. And that feels so long ago, doesn't it? And defensive tackle Linval Joseph. So officially this took place. This was on Friday the 13th. Yes, sir. Jason Voorhees was busy. And he was... Uh, taking care of these guys with his uh, machete there, apparently. No, not really. But they were cut, and they, well, Linval Joseph has a new team. We'll talk about that in a little bit, very shortly. Xavier Rhodes is still unemployed, from what I know. I love when I click on, con okay, yeah, Brett McCarthy was saying, need to keep Harris, of course, again, that would be Anthony Harris. Brett McCarthy, South Dakota, Purple Mafia Hall of Famer, says, it was time to move on from them. I agree. Uh, it was time to move on from these guys. Um, see, me again, as we get to the news and the comments at the same time of this show, Xavier Rhodes, it was kind of a common sense move. It was a common sense move trying to move. You got to move on. Obviously, his contract was huge. And I remember how last year going into the season, <laughs> it was kind of crazy hearing Mike Zimmer talk about how he needs to start earning his contract. Well, yeah, he went the opposite direction. He went the opposite direction, like, get me out of here because I suck, that type of thing. Um, nobody would have kept somebody playing at that level at that price. Nobody on this planet would do that. So, okay, we're starting to free up a little bit of space. We're starting to get to work. We're going to free up some roster spots for the cornerback position. You know, somebody somebody better, you know, somebody younger with more skill can take over or, you know, more ready to go. Defensive tackle Linval Joseph moving on, unfortunately, as well. 
it's a crying shame. Really liked the guy. Uh, he was recovering from meniscus surgery, this and that. Uh, you, you know, knee surgery and such. And then he just had kind of a down year. He just, you, you didn't get that, that uh, run defense he did in the past. You just didn't feel that vibe. Like Linval's hungry, ready to swallow up these players, swallow up these running backs. And it, it just never seemed to happen as much. He just wasn't the same for whatever reason. He didn't have the energy, he didn't have the strength, didn't have the health, this and that, the quickness. And, well, the Vikings move on. And again, that's more cap space getting freed up because we had virtually zero moving forward. And then, you, and then there was a funny bit here. This was sent to me from, I believe, Kurt Back. Uh, Cars again, I actually originally met him from work at Boston Scientific. Awesome, awesome guy from White Bear Lake. Hope you're listening, Kurt. And I'm guessing he is at some point, eventually, right? Either right away. But that's the interesting thing about podcasts. Maybe it's a month from now and you're just catching it. So that's where the numbers kind of catch up over time because uh, this you-know-what talk conversation here is kind of slowing down the numbers a little bit. You'd think it would, it'll spike up at some point when people get like, oh my God, I got to hear some kind of sports conversation. But right now, everybody's focused on that one thing and I'm trying to go the other direction. Coronavirus tip. Wear a Troy Williamson jersey. You won't catch anything. <laughs> that was a good one. I loved it. I loved that one. Dave Hickey <clears throat> out of Iowa says, well, the disgruntled Diggs was sent packing for Buffalo playing outside in shitty weather with a quarterback that's not accurate. Good luck. I think we got a haul for a fifth round for a fifth round pick, which uh, which we drafted him it was a huge haul for us. As good as he was, a prima donna. We lost Rhodes, Linval, Alexander, Waynes, Curse, uh, Klein. Unfortunately, yeah, this is like kind of like foreshadowing, but yeah, I mean we all know about that, but we'll get to it in a minute. And Weatherly, I hate to lose him, and now it seems like Griffin too, who was a big contributor the last few years. The team is going to look a lot different next year, as long as they don't blow it picking a receiver. What the hell? <laughs> Sorry. I hope they wait for a couple rounds before going receiver. They they need a good offensive lineman and defensive back and defensive line first. Well, maybe they settled things with the defensive line. Brett McCarthy's a good one. He liked the joke there. I wish Dave Vicky posted it on a different one for that conversation. But yeah, still, very agreeable conversation there. I can't disagree with anything he really said. Um, yeah, I don't want to go crazy going for a receiver in the first round, but you know, don't be surprised if they do because it's getting kind of thin now. That's the crappy part, but uh, we'll see what happens. The direction of this team is confusing at this point, isn't it? Because of what took place very soon after this. Uh, the NFL players approved the deal, including a 17-game season, which would start in 2021. A 17-game season? I believe it would eliminate a preseason game and add a regular season game instead. Which, okay, well, Week 17 might end up being kind of like what it is for fantasy football in a lot of ways, which is kind of how Week 16 has been in a lot of ways in the NFL. Like the 16th game, you know what I mean? It is Week 17, so now it'll be Week 18. Of fantasy football by week 17 in the NFL, nothing's happening because nobody would play a Super Bowl when half of their players might not even be in the game like for a, for a quarter or more. So, I mean, that's the whole thing. So, yeah, that, those days, anybody that did fantasy leagues that way would have been stupid. Um, Brett, uh, Mark Carlson says a step in the right direction. I'm not sure I like the 17-game thing, though, uh, now that I'm talking about it for the first time. I didn't even bring it up on the last episode. You'd think Joey would talk about that, but I mostly focused on just state of the Vikings, not state of the NFL and all that. And luckily, 17 games is not going to happen this year. It'd be next year. I don't really like it. I like 9-7. and seven. I like 8-8. Eight and eight. I like 16-0. and oh. I like 15-1, and 14-2, 13-3, 12-4, 11-5. You, you get the idea yet? 
those numbers just roll right off your tongue. <clears throat> 11 and 6. How does that sound? 11 and 6. 12 and 5. 13 and 4. Oh, come on. You know, I just leave it alone. Some things should be just left alone. If you want to eliminate a preseason game, fine. But I guess this is the way we have to do it. The game's got to be played one way or another. You know, it's got to be played, and we got to get our gosh darn money. We're going to get our damn money, damn it. And and that's all you're going to say about it. We're going to get our damn money. And if you don't like it, T.S. That's, uh, welcome to sports. Welcome to the world. Welcome to college sports, too. Oh, if you don't think college sports is a money grab, <laughs> boy, where have you been the last 35 years? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan. You know, just leave it alone. 13-3 and three is perfect. Wouldn't You know, when you think of, boy, they won 13 games. What an awesome team. But then 13 and 4 will basically be a glorified 12 and 4. That's all it is now, you know? Because you might have lost, yeah, like 13 game, 13 wins is like a glorified 12 and 4. Because that's all, that's basically all it is. It's an odd, weird number. Maybe the only positive is it'll probably possibly help with some of these tiebreakers and such. Like you really have a different record than the other team rather than three 12 and 4 teams vying for the number one seed in the, uh, in the, in the, in the AFC or number two seed to get the first round by, whatever. You know, that type of dealie. But I'm not a huge fan of this garbage, but it is what it is. Fine, you know, fine. Fine, they agreed to it, and I guess most people are saying it's not a good deal for the players, all the other uh, nuances and such. I haven't really dug into it too much, and I I apologize for that. I'm mostly focusing on free agency and this and that. I probably should dig into it some more, obviously, but it kind of is what it is. Obviously, the lower players get a raise, that's good, you know the, the minimum is higher, this and that so that's an improvement, about $100,000 more, which a lot of us would like to have in our pockets right now especially right now, an extra hundred grand a year wouldn't that be great? An extra hundred grand a year would be pretty nice right now uh, though a lot of us, an extra ten grand a year uh, in our salaries is pretty freaking sexy <laughs> it's a pretty sexy raise which uh, some of us might get once in a while but a lot of us, we're lucky to get three or four thousand if we're lucky, and some not even a thousand. Yeah, point made when I didn't need to be, I guess. But uh, there it is. So here we go. Aren't you excited, everybody? Are you ready for the most exciting news ever? The most exciting news you ever heard in the history of mankind? The Minnesota Vikings and quarterback Kirk Cousins have agreed to a two-year extension. It's just, like, what were they thinking? Are you excited yet? Come, come on, get that Super Bowl parade ready. Road white or royal purple or purple violet jerseys? Which which one are we going to wear in that Super Bowl? Well, you know what I'm saying? So it's a two-year extension. I guess it helped with the cap a bit. It helped about $10 million improvement in the salary cap, which is okay. That's cool for this year only. And then, well, he basically got a raise. We went from about $30 million a year to about $33 million a year the, uh, two years after. So... I guess I'm all warm and fuzzy about that. Um, I'm not one of the people who's going to bang my fist on the table and say, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you talk about $33 million a year for a quarterback when people are suffering? Well, okay. I mean, I yeah. But it's, you know, can we get some kind of diversion, though? Or do we have to talk about this nonsense every second, regardless of how you feel about it? Do we have to talk about this every second? Go ahead and put your damn mask on all day if that's what you want to do. Um... You know, some people are scared, and I get all that. But, I mean, to have some kind of diversion, is it that terrible? 
the only the only complaint I truly have is the player that's getting the thirty three million and the fact that it's pretty much all guaranteed again, and the fact that you know like we're trading away our top wide receiver who is, is the top receiver. I mean, go ahead and tell me Adam Thielen's better. I, I don't think so. I think it's obvious he's not. He's more he's he's more consistent when he's not hurt, which is nice because well, obviously Diggs was the guy that was the one that got hurt the most often. Uh, Thielen unfortunately was hurt last year that stupid hamstring. We all we all knew, didn't we? We all knew. Once you heard the word hamstring, it's like, oh, great, here we go. So again, yep, two-year extension and blah, blah, blah. Kirk Cousins got signed to a two-year extension. Again, about 33 guaranteed in both seasons. So $66 million, two more years. So it's three years of Kirk Cousins again. It's basically, we're just we're just basically hitting the reset button and adding an extra $3 million per year. So at least it's not $40 million. <laughs> At least it's not $40 million, right? <laughs> Oh, there's a difference. Shut up! And Shut up! Shut the hell up! Okay, okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. But, uh, uh, yeah, well, Kirk Cousins, we're just hitting the reset button and it's three years again. It's three years again. Yeah, and I don't know. He had a much better year last year than the year before. He didn't make the stupid mental errors. You got an offensive coordinator who's extremely smart. I mean, I mean extremely smart. Pedigree up the you-know-what. Uh, a defensive coordinator that also well defensive uh I don't know what's going on. You know, you have two you have split defensive coordinators with uh Andre Patterson and uh the younger Zimmer and then and then and then is it, yeah, Adam Zimmer and then um and then you bring in Dom Capers to kinda of be the Gary Kubiak of the defense, basically. I mean uh, okay, uh and that might be three four, which might see which, you know, when you, when you look at the departures of the Vikings and the addition, the addition, you notice how it was one, it was a singular, singular style there. It came in singular, addition. Uh, that does appear to be that there could be a 3-4 in our future when you consider who left and who's who's staying. Uh, or who's, who's yeah, well, obviously who's staying. Uh, no, who came on board. Um, we replaced Linval Joseph. We did not replace the other defense. We did not replace the defensive end that we're losing. So that's interesting. Maybe that's a, an approach going into the, the draft as well. But, again, this could be very much 3-4 related moving forward with Dom Capers, possibly. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, Mike Zimmer is still the mastermind of the defense. And it's been 4-3 the whole time he's been here. So, I don't know when it was 4-3 in Dallas. Not that he was the defensive coordinator there. But 4-3 uh, in uh, Cincinnati when he was the defensive coordinator. Defensive backs really are his specialty more than D-line in Michael Zimmer. Mike Michael Zimmer. So, um, yeah, let's just continue moving forward. The conversation on Kirk Cousins' extension. Mark Carlson, Iowa, says, okay, let's go backwards. Yeah, because see how it's, like, out of order. It always does this. And, okay, let's, yeah, start from the bottom up. That's the only way to do it. Otherwise, it's out of order. Because if I say, if I start with Mark Carlson's comment, where he says, I really like what Gerald String has stated, well, why would I do that first? That wouldn't make sense. Let's see what Gerald String out of Nebraska has to say first. Both of these guys, PM Hall of Famers, of course. Gerald String, Nebraska, says, in reality, <laughs> I'm trying to imitate him a little bit, I'm sorry. In reality, there are any legit... Uh, okay, I'm reading this totally wrong. In reality, are there any legit other options out there? Yeah, there might be half a dozen other quarterbacks that would take over Cousins, and that's about it. Let's see. Hmm, Mahomes, no chance we could get him. Wilson, see above. Aaron Rodgers, personally, I don't like him. Sorry. And yeah, he's getting old and past his 
prime. It's clear he is past his prime. Tom Brady, hmm, not sure. He might be getting well past prime. Yes, and we'll be talking about Tom Brady as well because he's a big part of free agency right now. And, of course, the other veteran quarterback who left his team after playing there forever. Burroughs, no chance that happens. I would be moving up to number one. Matty Ice, I think very similar, comparable. Uh, similar to Kirk Cousins, yes. Better. I, I would say he's a better version of Kirk Cousins, a guy who's really talented but uh, doesn't win the big one necessarily, even though he came as close as it gets. Kirk Cousins, I don't know if he's ever going to get to any Super Bowl. Uh, Matty Ice, of course, being Matt Ryan. Then Roethlisberger, just not going to happen, and we have to see just not going to happen, and we have to see how he comes back from injury, and that's how it always has been with Roethlisberger. It was like shoulder injury forever. Lamar Jackson, I'm not sold on running quarterbacks long-term, unless you can give me an example of where this has worked out well long-term for any team in the past. For me, that would be Russell Wilson. So, I mean, for me, that, that would be Russell Wilson. But, yeah, other than that, it has not happened very often, no. Um, short-term jumps, yes. The short-term things, yes. Because I know there have been lots of good running quarterbacks. I mean, Steve Young was a pretty good runner. So there are a couple. There are a couple. But, again, yeah, it is pretty rare. I, I feel you there. Um, sorry for snapping my lips too much. He says, so, with all that, and I'm sure I missed a couple, such as Breeze, he's never leaving the bayou. Emotions tell me Teddy's the man, but I think emotions aside, Cousins is just a more productive quarterback. Anyway, I'm sure there are thousands of fans who disagree, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> I can kind of see both sides here. Cousins in the tough spot, still concerning. He has the skill to lead a team to a championship? Don't know. I hope so, but time will tell. Yeah, I I, I, I I, don't know. He played really damn well in New Orleans, didn't he? And that's what got us all encouraged. I do think that's what pretty much got him that extension. Um, it's very safe to say. Uh, it is what got him that extension and pretty much solidified uh, Mike Zimmer coming back as head coach. And, of course, uh, Rick Spielman coming back as uh, general manager, that type of thing. It pretty much solidified it, even though Rick Spielman had a pretty nice draft last year, in, in all fairness. At the top, it didn't work out great for the most part, but we'll see. There's still a chance that uh, Bradbury ends up working out, and I hope he does. God, I hope so. Oof, I hope so. Hope so. Heck, because uh, General Manager Joey Awajan supported that just a little bit, didn't I? I supported it a little bit, so... <laughs> yeah, so I'd look as stupid as uh, Rick Spielman would, so look at it that way. Gerald String says, speaking of quarterbacks, how do you think Bucks fans are feeling today? A man? He says, man, what a contrast from last year. Now suddenly they have a great coach, three receivers, and the GOAT. Good luck, Bucks. Will be fun to watch, and I agree 100%. That I'm going to enjoy watching the Bucks next year. Bruce Arians, obviously, nice to see him back in the NFL as a head coach again. He did a hell of a job with Arizona. Hell of a job. Uh, Tom Brady, of course, going to the... I almost said Milwaukee Bucks. That's crazy. He's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and there's all kinds of uh, icons out there. That old-school Tampa Bay Buccaneer logo, which was really awesome, by the way. Better than the current one. Much better than the current one. Um, with the Buccaneer pirate, you know, the hat, the feathered hat, and the knife in the mouth. With Tom Brady. Uh, with the, with those, those eye pad, that uh, eye darkness underneath. I love that stuff. Eye patches, whatever. I think that's cool stuff. Um, cool, cool-looking uh, <laughs> cool looking art there that people did with Tom Brady's face included in that logo. It looks really cool. Um, I think it's going to be fun to watch. I do. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So good luck to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Other people out there are saying, oh, I hope the 
I hope they fail miserably. Now they're going to go from eight and eight to nine and seven, or seven and nine to eight and eight. Woo hoo, ha ha! They're just going to lose. I'm not so sure they're going to lose. I'm really not. Either way, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Mark Carlson says, I really like what Gerald String has stated, but I want a, a new, hot, fresh quarterback, personally. And signing Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. Oh, no. Just kidding. <laughs> God, it's okay. For two more years gives us time to figure that out. I, I suppose I'm not sold that the next two years will be rules by the Vikings because of the quarterback, but uh, but I'm thinking they will not suck either. So, in keeping with Purple Mafia quotes, it is what it is, and I think with old Kirk, it will be the high side of average. Nothing special at quarterback. Yeah, high side of average is probably about as good as you could describe Kirk Cousins in a lot of ways. Uh, his throwing arm is outstanding. His accuracy is pretty damn good. His mindset is all over the place. <laughs> it's all over the place. <clears throat> his win-loss record in... Uh, those 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 primetime games is pathetic, <clears throat> and well, it's a uh, it's a whole mixed bag. It's it's a mixed bag. At the end of the day, yes, uh, high side of average. That's a really good one. That's a really good way to describe it, Mark. That is a really, 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 really good way to describe that. Uh, thank you both of you for those differing opinions. It's really awesome stuff. Couple of legends there. NFL says April draft still on, but closed to the public. And of course, again, that is, uh, it'll be nice to be able to see that, though. It'll be absolutely nice to see that. Minnesota Vikings use franchise tag to keep Anthony Harris. So, yes, the Vikings have kept Anthony Harris <clears throat> to stay with the Minnesota Vikings long term. Well, maybe. No, not long term. Single term. So, we'll continue to move forward here. Look at all the different releases and such over the course of time. Vikings also did keep CJ Ham. So, old Ham on Rye. We'll be sticking around four-year extension for CJM. How about that? At about $3 million per. Not a huge, gigantic amount of money, but enough. And uh, that's nice to see our fullback, CJM from Duluth. Really happy for him. Obviously, again, another one of those undrafted guys. Awesome story there. Uh, CJM, old ham on rye. Love him to death. Uh, Kirk Cousins, of course, re-signed the two-year extension. Britton Colquitt. So, again, happy St. Patrick's Day to Britton Colquitt and CJM. Re-signed for three years, $3 million per for Britton Colquitt. Really happy to have him on board. What an awesome punter. I mean, what an awesome punter and, and a holder and all that. He's just he's just awesome. Um, all kinds of negative vibes you're getting out of some of these Minnesota Vikings free agents that moved on as well. Some of them could be potentially huge losses. Others, not so much. Uh, David Morgan was cut and let go. That's kind of sad. He was let go the same day as uh, Xavier Rosalind Joseph. Didn't get as much uh, notoriety as some of the others. Josh Doxson. On the 22nd of Feb, was actually signed to the New York Jets. So, Doxson, obviously, long gone. Vikings released him, though, anyway. Uh, David Morgan was activated from the pup type of deal. So, that kind of is what that is. Trey Robinson has moved on to the Chicago Bias, that type of thing. Johnny Stanton, I remember he had a pretty serious injury about a year and a half ago. He's going to Cleveland. One of those running backs. I think he was number 44 or something like that with the uh, practice squad and all that. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Anthony Harris again designated a the franchise player, twelve million dollars for next year at the safety position. So the Vikings will have two safeties getting quite a bit of money. That is what it is there. Let's we'll have to see what happens. Going to be cool to keep up with that. Dan Bailey, Marcus Sherrill's 
Dakota Dozier, J. Ron Curse, Eric Wilson, Laquan Treadwell all declared free agency. Josh Klein was also cut on the 18th. And Mackenzie Alexander declared free agency on the 18th of March to get things kind of rolling as free agency officially started. C.J. Ham never declared free agency, just signed, and that was good stuff. So we'll see some players moving on and such. Uh, Sean Mannion also declared free agent. Uh, Everson Griffin declared free agency. So again, uh, he voided his contract remaining. Trey Bleeping Waynes moves on to the Cincinnati Bengals for three years, $43 million. So a big, a big amount of money going to him. A lot of people would agree with, uh, I don't think signing Trey Waynes to that amount of money would be a good move for the Minnesota Vikings. I really don't. I really don't, actually, at the end of the day. Um, one second, though, as we talk about the $12 million going to Anthony Harris, still may be kept uh, along temporarily just to make a trade, as a lot of people do believe it might be too much money going to your two safeties, Anthony Harris and Harrison Smith, of course. Gerald Strings says, great move. Mark Carlson says, who would complain? Who? I'm not complaining other than the amount of, not the amount of money, not that he doesn't deserve $12 million a year. It's just that, you know, are they going to tie up, you know, like... 20 plus, like $22 million into the two safeties. We'll see. Into one season, that type of thing. Is that going to be their plan? We'll see. Their plan is getting weirder and weirder by the minute, to be quite frank, because again, we're going to keep moving forward with some of these negative vibes that have been coming out of the, uh, well, what what city is it now? It's not it's not Eden Prairie. It's, uh, it's Egan. It's coming out of Egan now. It's not Eden Prairie, and it's not... Uh, Mankato, it's Egan. It's called Egan now. Aren't you happy for Egan? Well, Britton Colquitt agreeing to the three-year deal. Was there any conversation there? Nope, but I'm very happy about Britton Colquitt getting $3 million per for three years. Again, 9 mil going to one of the best punters in the NFL and a great holder and such. The kicking last year was just awesome. Both the punter and the kicker. The execution by those two guys. And the fact that this franchise kept both of them, I think, deserves a nice hand. Both of them are staying for three years. We'll get to Dan Bailey momentarily. And now the controversial moment, the controversial trade. Of course, a lot of people like what we got back. That's the good part. It's just the, you know, what's what's next? I don't know. I, I have no idea what's next. But, uh, yeah, I mean, are we going to take the next Troy Williamson? Or are we going to move up in the draft to get somebody extremely important? Because I think that could be the vision moving forward with what took place because uh, Stefan Diggs was traded to the Buffalo Bills. This just kind of, there were all kinds of rumors, this and that, and this was during that free agency day. I mean, the first day of free agency was really a son of a gun. The, the two-year extension with uh, Cousins, the releasing of, uh, with the, the releasing of multiple players there, like I talked about, the uh, Anthony Harris getting the, uh, the uh, franchise tag, this and that, and then you get all kinds of like ominous tweets from Stefan Diggs when they're like, oh, you know, I was like, why are you bitching and moaning or whatever, like a fan basically, or, you know, Twitter, somebody on Twitter was basically like, why do you keep, why do you keep posting these weird cryptic tweets? And then Stefan Diggs says, no, man, something's going to happen this time. And then it's like, okay, usually people don't say that unless something is going to happen. And a couple hours later, it eventually did happen in the evening. It, it happened much later, like, what was it, like 9 o'clock or something like that. It was significantly later. Do I see the time here? Yeah, like after 9, a little bit, maybe 9.30 or so. Bam! It was about 9.45, actually, because I pushed this out as fast as I could. Bam! You know, Stefan Diggs traded. Absolutely huge day. Uh, big shocker for all of us. Huge, huge day, no doubt about it. And uh, it 
pretty much uh, threw us all for a loop. Just shocked all of us. Again, this was in the tampering period before things really started getting busy on the, uh, as we moved forward. But uh, this is when we knew everything was uh, going to change forever for the Minnesota Vikings. The Minneapolis Miracle and all those great moments and the spectacular catches going back to Detroit on the horrible sad day when uh, Flip Saunders passed away in the, uh, you know, right around noon that Sunday morning. Beautiful, quiet Sunday morning. I could still see where I was. I can still see it, see the vision. Beautiful, calming sky. These Those pat, patchy-looking clouds. They look like algratin potatoes kind of out there in the sky. You know, they're, you know, they're kind of sliced, you know, thin. Not serious, but zero stratus maybe-ish clouds. Beautiful, quiet day. Flip died. And at the same time, we had a new sensation with Stefan Diggs. It was just uh, an amazing... Uh, Amazing and uh, amazing day for Stefan Diggs, but a super sad day with uh, Flip Saunders. It just kind of was a combination of things where Stefan Diggs, uh, he'd started really picking it up the weeks before that, but he had another huge day, huge moments there, pushing the Vikings forward. And uh, it was a huge win for Minnesota, but a uh, very depressing day at the end of the day with uh, Flip Saunders dying, the president of basketball operations and head coach at the time, who had been uh, shut down and all that, but, uh, well, let's talk about Stefan Diggs. Again, that was a, a memory I have going back to then. Pretty significant haul brought in, and everybody knows that at this point. Uh, definitely a historic moment. It's funny how they're not even showing it in the transactions, are they? Oh, they show it, but they don't show the details of it in the transaction segment. But at the end of the day, uh, again, Stefan Diggs and a 27th round pick going to Buffalo. Minnesota's going to get a first-round pick from 2020, fifth-round pick from 2020, a sixth-round pick from 2020, and a fourth-round pick in 2021 for Stefan Diggs. So it's all draft picks, and it's four of them. Again, three of them going into this year's draft, and apparently there are a ton of uh, picks now allocated by Minnesota going into this draft, which could mean there's going to be some trading up. Hopefully uh, to, to, to do something pretty spectacular, get somebody really big time that really helped this team moving forward. An offensive lineman, we'll get to that. Uh, very possibly a wide receiver if we're really going to chase. But every time we chase the wide receiver, we tend to fail miserably. I've noticed uh, Randy Moss fell to Minnesota, which was quite a shocker. Chasing to get uh, Andre, uh, not not Andre Patterson, but uh, Cordero Patterson, ended up not working out. Uh, we chased him and chased him and chased him with the Patriots as the freaking, you know, as our freaking trade partners. That's just never works out. It just doesn't. Uh, we gave up way too much. Uh, very interesting player, and I loved him going into that draft, but did it really work out for what we traded? No. No, it didn't. Uh, it just didn't. So, we'll just wait and see what happens here. We'll look at the draft in a couple of minutes, but uh, obviously very controversial and intriguing day for Minnesota. A lot of people say this is a haul, and, and of course it is. Of, of course it's a haul. But at the same time, Stefan Diggs is gone, and that's a pretty big hole. Adam Thielen, can he stay healthy? Hopefully. Ola B.C. Johnson, here's the ball. Uh, Laquan Treadwell, are we bringing him back now for sure? Are we drafting the next Julio Jones? I don't know, man. I don't know, but uh, but, we signed, but, but we signed Kirk Cousins to $33 million uh, for two more years, and we lost this guy and lost that guy, and we're going to keep talking about guys we lost. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about guys we lost. Isn't that just freaking cool. We're going to talk about guys we lost. We're going to talk about guys we lost, but there was one guy we got. Good addition. Damn, damn good addition. Don't get me wrong about one minute about who we signed. Thumbs up, which also means we don't need to 
go that direction in the draft. Because if we do, I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I guess it's okay. Uh, but let's not do that in the first round unless the guy's like like a Cam is. Ah, boy, oh boy. Anderson Deo declared a free agency as well. Linval Joseph winds up with the San Diego Chargers. San Diego Chargers, Linval Joseph. There was possibility, conversations about bringing Linval Joseph back at a cheaper ticket, but that just didn't happen to your contract with the Los Angeles Chargers, who are still looking for their next quarterback, because it isn't Tom Brady. It isn't Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers winds up with the Indianapolis Colts. Good luck with that one. Hey, oh, hey, oh, very intriguing. Very intriguing move there. Uh, could work out very nicely. We'll see what happens. Uh, good luck. Uh, Frank Reich. Frank Reich, who was the captain comeback of all time when it came to the Buffalo Bills. And college football, he had the greatest comeback. And the NFL, he had the greatest comeback ever. He quarterbacked both of those pretty cool teams. Oh, look at this. Buffalo Bills flashing on the screen against the Texans. This was a play. Oh, yeah, that was the NFC wildcard game. You know, their defense is really good. Their offense is, is all over the place. So, good luck, Stefan. I know you're sick and tired of Kirk Cousins and you weren't excited at all about the signing and all that, uh, the uh, extension and all that. Neither am I. But, uh, I mean, you know, I, I like Josh Allen a lot, but he's more of a running quarterback, isn't he? He's, he you know, his accuracy's not that great. Well, we'll see. At the same time, though, I'm not going to trash Buffalo. Uh, they're really good. The Buffalo Bills are really good, and they should have beaten the frickin' Texans. I was very disappointed about that, actually. Texans were at home, and they just had a couple things go well, and Deshaun Watson was was just, you know, Deshaun Watson was just awesome in that game, and he deserves all kinds of credit, keeping that team together when Buffalo was pretty much whooping their butts in that game, and things changed dramatically. Uh, Brett Jones and Amir Abdullah also declared free agency as we continue that list. We continued the list. We're moving the list. Jaron Curse, yeah, all those guys, Sandejo, Ah, oh, boy. Anderson Dejo winds up with the Cleveland Browns. Apparently they've made a lot of additions, according to Vince Germano, and good for them. Daniel Bailey, also three-year contract extension. Awesome, man. Awesome extension. Well, three-year contract. There was no extension. Uh, I, I don't understand some of this, though. The guys were losing other than frustration. Rashad Hill has also declared free agency. He has not moved on yet. He has not signed anywhere else yet. Hopefully we can bring him back. Unless you really have, really have something spectacular to replace him. I'd love to bring Rashad Hill back. If we can. I like Rashad Hill. Good pass protector. Very good pass blocker, man. Bring back Rashad Hill if you can. Kentrell Brothers. Our brother, Kentrell Brothers. Really good uh, special teams linebacker. And a guy who can who can fill in as well. Uh, outside linebacker. He's got some talent. I like him. like him. Uh, again, Weatherly winds up with the Carolina Panthers where Teddy Bridgewater had signed for about $60 million. About four years, $60 million for Teddy. So good luck to him for uh, $20 million a year on average for Teddy Bridgewater. $40 million guaranteed for Teddy. You know what? <laughs> to come back from an injury that could have led to amputation, that's how scary it was if it wasn't for Eric Sugarman literally saving the day, like the blood flow, that situation. You know, I mean, it was a blood flow type of deal. It's, I believe that's the number one thing there. Or if it was cut off, that could have been game over. You know, I mean, that's really scary, man. Like, his knee was, like, ripped in half. <sighs> Just, his, his knee was literally, like, ripped in half. That's literally, like, that. you just put two and two together in your mind, your imagination. For it to be that serious, it must have been like that. And just to look at that. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Oh. oh, Teddy. 
That's why guys were cursing and throwing helmets because they're like, what the bleep? Like, all oh, my bleeping, bleeping, bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah, I mean, uh, and throw it probably almost throwing up because they're just so heartbroken and sad, you know, and, uh, you know, oh, you know, that type of thing. So um, for him to come back from that and play as well as he did with the Saints in five games to be 5-0 and as a starter, 5-0 and as a starter, he did. A, he, he orchestrated that offense very well. He's going to the Carolina Panthers to replace Cam Newton, who might wind up with the Bears, might wind up with the Chargers. Who, who knows where he's going to go? He's not coming here, I don't think. Um, I have no idea, man. It's going to be very interesting. But, um, well, it's going to be super interesting to see how that turns out at the end of the day. But congratulations. I wish it was here. I, I really wish it was here. I really do. I wish Kirk Cousins was un, uh, unrestricted free agent. I gotta think the Vikings would have signed him to four, four years, sixty million. I gotta think so. Maybe he would have told us, "Nope, I'm, I, I'd rather go to somewhere else." Stephen Weatherly though is gonna join him there, defensive end. So that's a that's a loss. Stephen Weatherly is good. That's a loss. That is a loss. Starts with an L and ends with a yeah. It just starts with an L, and that's the word people like to say all the time, or the letter anyway. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a loss. It's a loss. So let's get to your comments on the Stefan Diggs trade. I apologize. I'm just bouncing everywhere, but that's free agency. That's free agency, damn it. That's how it goes. Jeff Froyland out of Iowa says, we cleaned up. Brent Jacobson says, I love what we got in return. Yeah, we did get a lot. Mark Carlson, Iowa, says, I think this receiver can still excel. Maybe his passion to be a team player in purple has waned, and management says, it's time. I think the talent is there for sure, but if a player isn't motivated and is a drag on the team on and off the field, then it's time. And I guess it, that's just how there—that's just all there is to say about that. It sucks, but that's just the way it is. You know, that's reality. Uh, I should say it is what it is all the time. Probably makes you tired. Um, It's—it uh, sucks. You know, it, it still sucks. Uh, Gerald Swings says, "Good riddance, knucklehead, and good luck." Percy Harvin 2.0, basically, is what he said there. Yeah, I, 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 I understand. Brad McCarthy says, like what we got for him, Rick is stockpiling picks. Yes, he is. And again, it could make the draft night very interesting right here in Purple Land. Yankee out of Brooklyn Center says, I like Diggs, but that guy has been nothing but a diva since the miracle. Yeah, he has. I wish him the best of luck, but Vikings don't need that cancer around. Yep. I, 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 I gotcha. I do. Tanae Brown, New Zealand, says, I'm in two minds here. Minneapolis Miracle is one of my all-time favorite sports memories, but Diggs' attitude has been ridiculous. Didn't need to be so much, didn't need so much complaining. All the, uh, the cryptic social media stuff and the drama that followed him. Looking forward to seeing how the picks are used now. I am too. It's going to be fascinating. Leland, Iowa, says, oops, what just happened? It's tough. It's a tough one to decide on. It sure is, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tough one to decide on. At times, he was stupendous. The other 90%, he was lackluster. Thielen is the better receiver by far. By far? Uh, <clears throat> more consistent, yes. Until a damn hamstring injury, yes. More consistent. Better receiver? I don't know about better. I think Stefan Diggs had more skill. But better team player, this and that, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm not ready to cut Thielen. I'm not ready to trade Thielen. Um... Go ahead and take advantage of this haul you can get from Buffalo, and uh, God bless. And I guess that's all there is to say about that at this point when it comes to trading Stefan Diggs is, you know, 
he's he's been traded, and we just keep moving. Ex-Vikings cornerback Trey Waynes agrees to three-year, $42 million contract with Cincinnati. So I don't know if I mentioned the team, but yeah, 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 I, I had to have. I was saying overpriced for a mediocre cornerback. Well, here, I mean, what did I talk about on the last episode about Trey Waynes? I mean, make a play on the ball. Dude, make a play on the ball. Just just knock the ball out. Oh, my God. Just knock the ball away. You know, back in 2017, he had quite a few pass deflections. And then after that, it's like it just stopped. Uh, and it just got worse last year. And then the same thing with Mike Bleep and Hughes. If the guy could stay healthy, that would be great. Back-to-back number one, or first round picks anyway for Minnesota with Dalvin Cook and Mike Hughes. Talented. Big moments. Mike Hughes can get those turnovers, this and that, which a lot of other Viking cornerbacks were incapable of doing. He could get a turnover or two. But he wasn't making plays on the ball either. But at least he's still here, and we got to hope and pray he can stay healthy. Make plays on the ball, plays Mike Hughes, because Trey Waynes just never made plays on the ball. He just never made plays on the ball, and it drove me nuts. I'm not giving him $42 million. I'm not doing it, and everybody knew it. Like, we're not going to resign this guy. There's no chance. He had some big moments. He was about as valuable a member of this team in 2017 as we had. He was so valuable because, you know, when uh, people were avoiding... Xavier Rhodes, because he was in his prime in 2017 until the freaking Philly game. Then, 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 then that's literally conveniently when he hit a wall and never was the same again, uh, ever. To, you know, just a couple of good moments here and there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, Trey Waynes was as valuable as it gets because people were avoiding Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes was making plays in the ball and denying receivers the ball and blah, 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 blah. He was awesome. Ever since then, Trey Waynes, just nothing much to, just to brag about. Just not a whole lot at the end of the day. So now we move forward. Ex-Vikings Linval Joseph Chargers agreed a two-year, $17 million contract. Again, this is on the Facebook page. Danae Brown, and let's go to Brett McCarthy first because the, the order is backwards. Brett McCarthy says, people, he was hurt a lot last year. His knees are shot. We are going to get young again. Relax. Um, what's wrong with me? I didn't even read what I said about the... Uh, about the, I, I, I didn't even read what was said about the Trey Waynes yet. Brett McCarthy was saying, people relax, OMG, it's the end. Diggs needed to go too much of a diva. Rhodes was garbage. Waynes was mediocre. We got two first-round picks to move up or down in the draft. We need to beef up the left side of the offense, get a defensive tackle, and a corner will be fine. And we did get a defensive tackle. Yes, we did. We'll talk about him very shortly. Very interesting guy. I actually really like him. Mark Carlson says, right, you may be right, you may be, Brett McCarthy. However, however, I was more hopeful that more time on the field, more time training, he would get better. Perhaps he needs to go. So be it. To the draft we go. There will be a significant cornerback pick in the draft. There's got to be in the top three rounds. Uh, absolutely. Uh, there will be a significant wide receiver taken in the top three rounds, whether I like it or not. I prefer to wait and hope for the best and just, you know, just pray to God it's the right guy. Make sure he can catch. Like first and foremost, is he explosive? Uh, you know, okay. Two things you want out of your wide receiver: can he create separation, and can he catch? I would say number one, can he catch? Number two, can he create separation? After that, all the dazzling, razzle dazzle, spectacular this, spectacular that. He's the fastest guy in the field, but if he can't catch, he's worthless. And if he, you know, if he's fast, he can create. Uh, then there's your separation more than likely. But if he can't catch, he's worthless. Troy Williamson was supposedly fast, though Brad Johnson at age 38 was overthrowing him. So I, I, I guess he was fast. I guess. I don't know, maybe he just didn't jump the route good enough. I have no freaking idea. 
just whatever. He didn't, he didn't start off well on his route, get a good jump. That might have been part of the problem. But, I mean, <laughs> uh, if Brad Johnson at 38 is overthrowing you, uh, okay, man, yeah, you're real fast. You're so fast. I remember just being blown away by that one. Um, but, uh, again, separation and catch. Catch first, separation second, and then we'll go from there. Stefan Diggs could do both, and that's why he was good. In fact, I'm damn good. Uh, Laquan Treadwell couldn't catch, and he couldn't create separation. And eventually, he started being able to catch a little bit. And there was enough separation here and there uh, because of his route running improved. There was more effort out of the guy rather than, I'm a first-round pick, and I'll do the best I can. But, uh, oh, shoot, I'm hurt. That type of thing. Route running and mental game, not good. Linval Joseph moving on to the Chargers. Two years, $17 million. San Diego Chargers. Tene Brown, San Diego Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers. Fred McCarthy says people, he was hurt a lot last year. His knees are shot. We are getting young again. Relax. Rodney Malloy says wish he would have stayed. And Tene Brown says feel like we're having a pretty bad offseason. Not many moves I like, and I feel like we've lost a lot. And yeah, we have. And I think maybe that's where Brett McCarthy came in. It is what it is, though. I'm, I keep saying that. i got to stop saying that uh, phrase. I bet people are sick of hearing that. Vinrock Vinstromano says, Browns, baby. I hope. <laughs> Denny Brown says, made a lot of moves I like. Still need a quarterback, though. Uh-oh. Vinstromano says, you son of a... <laughs> he didn't finish the sentence. Vikings defensive tackle. Michael Pierce. Close on deal. So there you go. Michael Pierce. Three-year, $27 million contract with the Vikings. That's why I posted it twice so we could get the dollar amount. Not bad. Not bad, eh? About $9 million a year. Uh, all the analytics and studies and this and that show him as one of the best run-stoppers in, in the NFL. Like a top-five guy. Top-five nose tackle in the NFL. Very, uh, the, you know how Jerry Ball was kind of like a ball? Well, Michael Pierce is kind of like a ball. So he fits in perfectly for... Jerry, you know, see, there was Jerry Ball, ultimately replaced later on by Pat Williams, later on replaced by <clears throat> Linval Joseph, and now replaced by Michael Pierce. So, okay, there's your run-stopping uh, heavyweight, so to speak, type of guy. Not the tallest dude in the world, no, but uh, he gets the job done. Gets the job done. If you're a defensive tackle, you don't have to be very tall. It's more of uh, a guy by, uh, it's more of a guy being able to run-stop or a defensive end. Defensive answers are the taller ones. <sighs> Brett McCarthy says, looks good. Yes, indeed. Uh, very exciting addition, I think. At the end of the day, very cool interview with Dan Barrero as well. Very, very cool guy. Interesting personality. He's very well-spoken. But uh, even better, he played for a great defense. And he played behind some people that were very helpful and influential for his career. He's only 27 years of age, so still got quite a bit of time left. And... Should be a very good addition to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he played behind people and eventually took over and became a, one of the best run stoppers in football. All analytics say he's a top five run stopper in the NFL. So that's a pretty good addition. Pretty sneaky good addition there by Minnesota. So maybe we don't have to go that direction in the draft because he's 27. He's not 37. Uh, Vikings add another, excuse me, Bengals add another former Vikings cornerback in McKenzie Alexander. One year, four million. One year, four million dollars for McKenzie Alexander. Oh my God! Talk is there was massive frustration with the, uh, oh God, massive frustration 
with uh, playing him in the Chicago Bears game last year, Week 17, where he ended up hurting his knee and not being able to play in the postseason. There was massive frustration, like, why was he in there in a worthless game that we were just screwing around? You know, we are just kind of going through the motions, getting the season over. If we win somehow miraculously, that's nice. And if we don't, well, our playoff position is exactly the same. We're, you know, heading to uh, New Orleans. Well, well, it's not even if we're heading to New Orleans. We're just not going to move up or down either way. That type of thing. It's all how the other teams play, who is going to host us at the end of the day. We're still going to be the, the, the sixth seed. We were stuck at six no matter what we did. It Was it going to be New Orleans? Was it going to be San Francisco? Was it going to be whoever? It ended up being uh, the Saints, and we all well saw what happened. That was great. Tanae Brown says, I think this could be Zim's last season. We don't have the defense firepower right now, and with all that money locked up in Kirk, we're in trouble. Really banking on hitting some home runs in the draft, and that is kind of gambling a little bit. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting loss there. Uh, Gerald String says, man, this free agency has been a head-scratcher for this old Vikings fan. Leland Elbertson, Iowa, says, feels like they're going for a losing season to rebuild. I haven't seen the type of this type of dismantling for the Vikes in a long time. And I remember 1999 kind of felt that way, and a lot of things ended up working out with Matt Burke taking over at center for Jeff Christie and such. But uh, I kind of was, yeah, that was an interesting situation there moving forward. You end up losing Ronald McDaniel as well. Uh, and there it was, Sebastian Barton posts, we could have afforded $4 million. I'd rather much keep Alexander than Harris at $14 million. Drew Bunting says, totally could have. Uh, Drew Bunting out of Northern California. Totally could have for $4 million. Guy must have been pissed or something. Who knows? Pretty talented pretty talented player to lose for chump change. Not good, bro. Doesn't look good at this team from a team standpoint. Sebastian Barton was saying, Drew, I heard. He had a beef with Zimmer when Zim played him in Week 17 against the Bears, and he got hurt. And that's most likely what it was. Uh, yep, and thank you, Sebastian, for offering that. Absolutely. Uh, great guy, obviously. Absolute first ballot Hall of Famer there. And uh, Sebastian Barton. No question about it. The Vikings then resigned Dan Bailey. Three-year contract extension. Or I keep calling it an extension, but no, a new three-year contract. <laughs> Mark Carlson says, why not? Yep, of course. Of course. Of course. Sebastian Barton says, because we would be mentally challenged if we didn't. Yeah, I mean, keeping Bailey and Colquitt was a common sense thing. I mean, after all the crap we've been through with kickers and punters, it is what it is. Everson Griffin, set to leave Vikings, Browns, Cowboys, have interest in the Pro Bowl pass rusher. So Everson Griffin likely moving on. But uh, it is what it is there. We'll keep moving all the comments. like to see all of them, what you guys got to say. Josh Mayer Henry out of Colorado says, the whole damn defense has left the team this offseason, but hell, we resigned our kicker and punter. We are good to go. I'm glad we kept them. I'm very glad we kept them, but yeah, it feels kind of naked, doesn't it, right now? Tanae Brown says, no one wants to be with the Vikings anymore. I wonder what's going on. Has Zimmer lost the entire locker room? Uh, Mark Carlson says, thanks for the update, Joey. I think he needs to move on. Brett McCarthy says, relax. Relax. So, hopefully. We'll see. Everson Griffin was getting to be past his prime and all that. So that's the end of all the Facebook stuff and such. But it is kind of a summary, good summary, and it was nice to kind of put it all together as I get to it and just let you talk about it right away, and I talk about it as well. Everson Griffin will definitely be a big loss. He was an influential influential leader. Uh, he was pretty much not there at all as he had off-the-field issues in 2018. He was just having 
mental breakdowns, this and that, personal stuff, just not handling things very well for whatever reason. It's his business, not ours, I guess. Um, it, it just is what it is. Uh, he came back much stronger, uh, much stronger mentally, and he had an unbelievable 2019 season. It was a huge, huge part with him and uh, Daniel Hunter playing inside against Drew Brees as they just pretty much took him down and frustrated him throughout the game with that pass rush from the inside, which is a very interesting way of going about things because the uh, New Orleans guard play, uh, interior offensive lineman play, was just not real good. It just wasn't. And the Vikings took advantage of that and moved forward in a positive direction, shutting down Drew Brees and rendering him borderline useless. This and that. Uh, loved what Anthony Harris tweeted out about the uh, coronavirus garbage, but uh, I, I like what he had to say. Where was that post? I want to see it again. Anthony Harris, again, Viking safety as of right now. I'll read it. You don't have to agree with me or anybody else, but I'm going to read it anyway. Uh, it says, this is what Satan would say. I will cause anxiety, fear, and panic. I will shut down businesses, schools, places of worship, and sports events. I will cause economic turmoil. But Jesus would say, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing the way I said that, I will bring together neighbors, restore the family unit. I will bring dinner back to the kitchen table. I will help people slow down their lives and appreciate what really matters. I will teach my children to rely on me and not the world. I will teach my children to trust me and not their money and material resources. Amen. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, Anthony Harris. Thank you for offering that. It's A lot of us that have Christian faith feel a lot better reading something like that because it's like you kind of put it all in perspective. You look at that and you feel better. Uh, I think that was a pretty cool tweet. You don't have to agree with it, but I agree with it. I like it. I, I think it feels better. Uh, I, I felt a bit better after reading that. And thank you, Anthony Harris, for uh, offering that. Very cool. Very, very cool indeed. So now we'll dig around, play around with the draft a little bit. Hope you guys, uh, well, I mean, obviously free agency is kind of a curmudgeon. It, it's a kerfuffle. It really is. Joe Burrow so far still going to Cincy, but a lot of people do believe that there could be a trade because they're not really confident that uh, Joe Burrow's going to wind up there. Chase Young winding up with the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, what do they call them? Washington Redskins. Isaiah Simmons is winding up in Detroit. I believe that was a trade, wasn't it? That one, no, no. People think Detroit might trade away from there. Or someone else will move up and get Tua. That's the belief. Tua so far is going to uh, Miami. A lot of people would love to see him in Minnesota, but I don't know. Mecky Becton's going to the Giants, according to this mock draft. This is CBS Sports, fourth pick. Justin Herbert's going to the Chargers, which would be a very good move, I think. Jeff Uda will kind of keep moving, blah, blah, blah. Andrew Thomas would be a huge addition, could be off to the Browns. To replace Joe Thomas over the years. That'd be a huge addition for them. Would love to see him in Minnesota. Maybe the bike straight up and get him. Uh, that's where he would be going 10th. Boy, lots of offensive linemen going. Jordan Love to the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, with the 19th, 14th pick, pardon me. Uh, Trevon Diggs, the Vikings, uh, obviously Stefan Diggs' his brother. I'm guessing we're not going to be getting him cornerback, but you never know. I guess you never know. 17th, maybe that's maybe he will wind up here to the Cowboys. Josh Jones will be protecting uh, Tom Brady, <laughs> at least for a couple minutes until he retires and the quarterback of the future takes over. <laughs> Jameis Winston is a free agent now. 22nd pick from the Buffalo Bills. Yatur Gross Matos, <laughs> an edge rusher, coming to Minnesota, apparently. That's what people believe. He's fourth. He's the fourth-ranked uh, edge rusher. So this is the Buffalo Bills pick. Adding a cornerback will definitely be a priority for Minnesota, but they can wait a few picks with the options on the board. Here they focus on replacing Everson Griffin or improving the defensive line. 
and getting getting better against the run. So he'd be kind of a little bit of everything, huh? We'll talk about these guys more as we move forward. And uh, they have Vikings taking Christian Fulton, cornerback, out of LSU. Obviously the national champs there. And uh, Matos was from Penn State. So that's an interesting possibility there, the edge rusher. Don't think you need to take defensive tackle, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, 25th pick, though, Christian Fulton. Vikings not only love drafting cornerbacks, but they actually need to draft a cornerback now. No one's better at finding talent there than Mike Zimmer. I can't really disagree with that. Bryce Hall would have been an interesting possibility from Virginia as well, who they have going going earlier to the Saints, just one pick ahead of the Minnesota Vikings. So we'll see what happens there. We'll see. We'll see where the Vikings go. As I continue to say, I hope the Vikings take a cornerback of a quarterback of some sorts. The Vikings will be taking cornerbacks, receivers for sure, offensive linemen in the first three rounds. It's got to be somebody like that. I wouldn't mind waiting on a receiver unless you're really, really damn sure this guy is legit. But uh, do not move up to chase a receiver unless, again, you are absolutely, you're absolutely sold. This guy is going to succeed in the NFL in a big way. You move up to get a wide receiver, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, hopefully it's a damn good offensive lineman, uh, this and that. Or maybe yeah, maybe you move up to get Tua, right? No, I don't think so. If this, if, if uh, Cousins was on the last year of his contract still, or maybe it was a one-year extension rather than a two-year extension, then you could maybe make that kind of move and let a guy develop underneath him. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, there, there, there's Hurts. There's guys like that that we'll be talking about in the next show when we preview the draft. There'll be all kinds of interesting possibilities at the quarterback position the Vikings might end up still taking in the second or third round, which would not be stupid. It just would not be stupid, regardless if you're giving Kirk Cousins a lot of money. There's nothing wrong with the guy developing for two or three years behind him. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Maybe you make a move next year or the year after, like some type of a trade, that type of thing, because trades happen in the NFL, as we noticed. They they happen. And somebody out there might be like, yeah, I want Cousins. And, you know, I mean, Kansas City traded Alex Smith of the Washington Redskins, you know, because they took, uh, you know, a certain guy named Patrick Mahomes the year before. And, well, they got their first Super Bowl already. It didn't take long, did it? It didn't take long. What was it, his second year as a full-time starter for the Kansas City Chiefs, and they win the Super Bowl already? That's insane. Uh, that that That's insane. It really is. A couple of lucky bounces and clutch plays by the, by the Patriots. The Chiefs might have been in the Super Bowl the year before, and they would have beaten the Rams, probably. They probably would have beaten the Rams, but who knows? An epic game earlier in the season between those two. Would have been a great Super Bowl, actually. Probably would have been more fun to watch, even though I was very pleased with the Patriots winning. Go ahead and hate me for that statement. I know most of you do (laughs) for that statement. You don't hate me for anything else, I hope. But, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. got to stop saying that phrase. You're probably sick of it. (laughs) Let's look at a couple others. I want to look at a couple others. Lance Zierden, Zierlein, sorry sorry, from the NFL.com. It's fun to look at other possible mock drafts and see where things go. Joe Burrow, they have the uh, the uh, Miami Dolphins trading up to get Joe Burrow. That has been a common thread, actually. Chargers trading up to get Tua at third with the Detroit Lions. And the Lions get a much-needed cornerback and blah, blah, blah. I don't see the Vikings trading up still. What the heck? Come on, have the Vikings trade up. And there's Matos again, edge rusher. So they... This is a totally different person, a different website, and they still have the Vikings taking Matos. Again, edge rusher. Wow, interesting. And then Ross Black, Blacklock, defensive tackle. See, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. 
He's an interior pass rusher, so he'd be a three technique. So, okay, so this guy's more of a three technique. Because if it's a pass rusher from the inside, and the Vikings had a ton of success with that last year, moving our edge rushers on the inside. So, it might not be the dumbest move ever. It would be annoying to some people who are saying, what about the cornerback position? What about left tackle? What about left tackle? Hello, left tackle, left tackle, anybody, 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 hello, hello, hello. Where, but, hey, there, there's your three technique. Three technique, and then you got uh, Michael Pierce, defensive tackle. You're, you're bleeping set. And, well, you know, your, your defensive line will be freaking awesome. So you'll be set at the defensive line, which was one of the first ingredients as to the uh, New York Giants winning the Super Bowl. You're flat out set there at defensive line, and all of them will be under 30 years old. Huh? Every one of those guys will be under 30 years old. Not bad, eh? Uh, so very interesting thought process there. Daniil Hunter, uh, Matos, Blacklock, and Pierce could be an interesting defensive line. So regardless of how you feel about it, it's an interesting idea. This one has Trevon Diggs going 31st to the 49ers. There's going to be temptation from Zimmer, but then again, maybe there won't be. They probably won't, don't want a guy named Diggs on the roster right now after all that drama that we went through there. Um, interesting, though. Interesting, interesting. USA Today, this is three rounds and such. Again, I'm just kind of messing around just to see what, what thought process is out there. A lot of the same stuff. The Dolphins getting to uh, trading up with Detroit. Yep. Nobody tra- uh, not trading up for Burrow. Trading up for Tua with Detroit, with Miami. So, all kinds of possibilities. Oh, this is one where you have to keep going forward and forward after just a couple of picks. Hayburn to the Chargers. Ah, da, 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 da. Isn't that great? Let's just go to the Vikings, huh? Unless the Vikings trade up, which would be really cool. Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I don't think so. Let's trade up with the Raiders to get the 10th pick, right? Let's do it. Let's do it. No, I don't know. I think if the Vikings take a quarterback, it will be it'll be, it'll be later. So this one, it'll be later in the you know third round or something. Trevon Diggs, this one, this time he goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Vikings still didn't trade up. What the hell? Okay. Jordan Love. What? Oh, they have the Saints trading up and the Vikings trading down. Really? For Jordan Love, huh? Okay. A Vikings 24th pick. Take Josh Jones from New Orleans. Offensive tackle. Okay. Um, you know, the pick from New Orleans. 24th overall. So, okay. So, Josh Jones goes to Minnesota from Houston. After moving back a couple spots and picking up an extra pick, the Vikings are still able to land a difference maker at a premium position. The rebuild of the offensive line continues with Jones, a senior bull standout. It gives the Vikings a long-term solution at either tackle spot. Okay. Okay, you know, this isn't... Okay, and then you get another pick? Sure. I don't think anybody would get too upset about that move. Uh, Jalen Ragar, wide receiver from TCU. In trading away Stephen Diggs, the Vikings lost a polished route runner and explosive playmaker from their passing game. It only makes sense for them to use one of their first-round picks to fill a void with a similar player, and Rigor has the skill set to be the perfect fit. Okay, okay, sure. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Um, I kind of like it. I kind of like the idea there. I can't say I'm uh, too down on it at the end of the day. wish this wing would go all the way through, but it's like not letting me. That's kind of dumb. Uh, wow. Go all the way down, you schmuck. Oh, well. <laughs> interesting, though. Very, very interesting thought process. So we, we, we let the Saints get Jordan Love. And obviously, Teddy's gone, and Drew Brees can't play forever. I agree with that a million percent. Uh, that kind of is what that is. 
Josh Jones, though? Okay, we'll look at him some more going into the draft day, and uh, Jalen Rager and such. Those are names to be thinking about, no doubt about that. Our infant Winfield Jr. will be going to the Seahawks. That sucks. Oh, hell no. Wouldn't that suck? This one has Matos going to the Tennessee Titans, 29th. Wouldn't that suck? I hate the Seahawks. I hate the Seahawks. Hate them. So, that would stink. To be quite frank, where are the Vikings pick again? So this one's got a three-round mock draft. Minnesota Vikings, Jalen Johnson, Utah cornerback. Okay, that's the second round. Let's move a little forward if we can. I'd love to do that, but now I'm not seeing where I'm going anymore. <laughs> Ain't that a son of a gun. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> third round, do the Vikings move up or anything weird like that? It's tough to project that type of stuff in the third round. Terrell Burgess, so we'll get our third safety, which I'm guessing is not going to be the case. Unless maybe that means the Vikings trade away uh, uh, Anthony Harris for like a second-round pick or something like that. We'll see what happens with that. Third-round third pick, I don't know. He's, he's pretty good. I don't know if I'd want... I think I'd want at least a second-rounder for Anthony Harris, man. And that second-rounder is definitely, you know, it's not going to guarantee us that he's going to be as good as uh, Anthony Harris. Just You just sit down and think about that. Even a late first-rounder. Anthony Harris is awesome. You know, so, I don't know. It, it's tough to trade and get value in return, uh, appropriate value. But with that said, that's kind of the vision here. Again, I think the Vikings should get a quarterback somewhere in the draft. We'll talk about that more moving forward. Obviously, shore up the offensive line as best you can. I kind of like that last one where the Vikings uh, get the offensive tackle. I think that'd be awesome. And then to also still take a, a, a either a wide receiver or a cornerback with the later one depending on which one's better, this and that. It'll probably be cornerback, and then you wait on a wide receiver in the second or third round. I think you're better off going that direction. Unless, again, you're absolutely blown away. You absolutely know this guy will catch the bleeping ball and also create separation while, uh, you know, while running his routes, this and that. So that's my thought process. It was a one-shot deal here. No uh, one-shot. One segment and in and out with this show. Still went up being well over an hour, but I hope you've enjoyed it. Hope I uh, hope I didn't talk too much and go get too random and this and that on this one. But, uh, well, the direction of this team is unknown right now, other than, again, uh, amassing draft picks, and hopefully they do a damn good job of uh, shoring up the offensive line, cornerback position. We're going to talk about the offensive line until we're blue in the face. Obviously, Josh Klein is gone. Uh, so... Again, we don't have a right guard right now, necessarily. Except, I mean, Drew Samia, that's the conversation. He's ready. A lot of people do believe he's ready, but it's still, you probably want to get another guard somewhere in that draft. And depending on what you're going to do with Pat Elfline, you know, Garrett Bradbury is the starting center going forward, i got to think, and hope for the best there. Pat Elfline at left guard, I have no idea what to say. That was really damn frustrating, but it sounds like they're not going to just give up on him, which probably would be a mistake. But uh, to take a guard of some sort that can be versatile, that would help. Or a sign one in free agency, again, would be helpful as long as you don't blow $40 million on one like we did the last time with Mike Remmers. just wasn't a, wasn't that good of a move. It just wasn't. Uh, Riley Reef, he's still here. They didn't cut him. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, there's all kinds of talk about rearranging guys, and we'll talk about that more as we move forward because maybe more news will happen between now and the next show. So in the next two to three weeks or so, expect a draft preview 2020. This and that. i got to get to work now on that. Looking at guys, looking at everything. Cornerback, quarterback, this and that. The one position I'm not too gonna, I'm not going to be too focused on is probably running back. Because if we take one, it'll be later on. And the only reason I would consider taking a running back right now 
would be, well, A, you're going to get rid of Delvin Cook. You're not going to be... You're not going to be willing to sign him for the big bucks and or looking for a, a kick returner, which we've needed since, you know, Marcus Cyril started not being that great anymore, which was about four freaking years ago, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> we've, we have no return game whatsoever, really, ever since Cordell Patterson left. It's just been mediocrity at best, if not well below average. So with that said, hope all of you uh, stay healthy, stay safe. Screw coronavirus. Let's go. Let's get back to normal life again. Let's be able to buy what we need to at stores. That would be great. And uh, not get in fights and stuff. (laughs) With that said, all of you take care. God bless. We'll talk to you in two to three weeks is my guess.